Hi, I'm Naomi Simpson. I'm really pleased to be bringing you Season 2 of Handpick, the podcast, where business owners ask me the questions. We've got a fabulous variety of great business owners with really tough questions that'll give you incredible insights. And remember, go back and check out Season 1 if you missed any of those episodes. Welcome to Handpicked. I'm so excited to have Louise on the show. Uh, Louise and I go a little bit way back and I think my wardrobe is just full of your products. So (laughs) you've made my feet very comfortable. But maybe so um, listeners know, tell us a little bit about uh, Louise M, the brand. Oh, thanks for having me on, Naomi. And yes, you have experienced Louise M Shoes. It's a luxury brand for airline cabin crew and corporate women. And my background is I was a flight attendant for 17 years and it was always difficult to find shoes that I was able to work for hours on my feet but also look stylishly professional. So I've now developed Louise M uh, around being able to wear for long hours on your feet but with a corporate look. How fabulous. And you design them here but you get them made offshore in Italy if I remember correctly. That's correct. I work with a manufacturer in Italy uh, in the Tuscany region and I've gone in and I've selected all the materials that make the shoe a shoe that you can wear for long hours on your feet. Yeah, and I, I must admit I'm I'm a little addicted. I have every shade of red that you've ever produced, but uh, and I even have a black pair, but I wear them for trade shows <laughs> and when I'm at conferences and events, particularly when I know I'm going to be on my feet for a long, very long time. But Louise, what is your question? How long have you been in business and what's your first question for me? Okay, well, I've been in business for eight years now, and the questions I've got uh, are Louise M specific, but I know they uh, people will be able to relate to these questions and use the information for their own business. So I hope you don't mind their Louise M specific. And I'm glad you said you've worn Louise M shoes for several years now, because that's my first question. Um, from your experience with the brand and wearing the shoes, what do you believe makes Louise M shoes different from other shoes you've this is like the unique selling point, but from a client perspective, not from mine. Uh, so we're looking for an endorsement or we're looking for that unique selling point? No, no, <laughs> unique selling point. Now, what is it? What do you think? Why do you choose to wear Louise M? I guess the challenge for any brand is how do you stand out? And when we are operating in a two-dimensional space, particularly online, is how do people understand your brand? And all the words in the world don't really make a difference. And I have met you personally when I came to Perth. You're located in Perth. Um, and I um, and I saw and tried your shoes, but it wasn't until I wore them. But that is that unique selling proposition because one could argue that um, Hush Puppies or some other brands, you know, Nike runners could say the same sort of thing. So why is this special? So for me, the unique selling point for your particular brand is the way that the product was developed and its single-minded purpose of the job it's being hired to do. Elegance, style, a heel, but that you can walk more than 10,000 steps a day in them. And that for me is the real selling point. Because we're so conscious now of our 10,000 steps of keeping fit, but uh, most of us think that we have to do that in in runners or trainers. I think that that is a really uh, nice thing. So for me, it's referrals. It's Uh, It's people telling other people. Um, Your approach to business, I do understand, is getting 
people together to try the shoe. Uh, but the unique thing for me is it does the job it's being hired to do, which is 10,000 steps a day. Um, you know, I love the quote from, um, you know, Fred Astaire and Ginger Robert Rogers and Ginger Rogers said, just remember, I did everything he did, but backwards and in heels. <laughs> and for me, that's your selling point. It's sometimes difficult to get that across on on online stores. So, yes, it's getting that shoe on someone's foot and then uh, they experience it. So thank you for that, Naomi. Um, well, now that we've said all that, the tagline, how do you say that in one sentence? <laughs> so from your extensive experience in marketing, you know, IBM and Set Airlines, which is very appropriate, Apple and, of course, Red Balloon, if you had to come up with a one sentence to describe all that that you just said, what would it be? I would pull in that 10,000 steps a day in heels uh, uh, somehow and making it really tight uh, because – you, you know, more than ever, we're focused on the fact that we need to move. They're saying that sitting down, and I know as flight attendants, people are on their feet the whole time, but there's many other people that want to be on their feet the whole time, but um, they swap and change. But And the thing that I know about your shoes is when I'm running to the ferry, I can run to the ferry in your shoes and get to the office and I don't have to be changing your shoes all the time. So, um, so I, I would do, you know, something like 10,000 steps in heels. Mm. Very simple and to the point. That is perfect. Look, in your book, which I have here, see, Live What You Love, you quote, passion, success, happiness are amplified when shared. Certainly success is rarely achieved alone. Now, I've been alone in this business for eight years and I uh, – I know there is so much potential for the business, but there's only so much I can do. Um, I've got great vision for Louise M. Ideally, product development is what I love to do. I would love to spend my time, you know, meeting with the factory and um, and creating a, a perhaps a broader range of shoes and collars. Um, but I need. I'm thinking I need like a business manager to scale the to scale Louise M the way um, it could be scaled. Do you believe this is a realistic achievement um, to pursue? Uh, you know, we'd love to run our businesses by ourselves, but actually at some point you just can't do it. But whether it's a business manager. So I love the fact that you know where your energy lies, which is you love designing the product and you also know about product fit and customer. So what is it that you're not good at? And writing down, these are the things that I really wish somebody else could do for me. And and then finding the person that that is their strengths, that is what they want to bring. Um, and it may well be a customer. It may well be um, someone else. And they don't have to work full-time either. But if you don't have capacity, you can never scale the business. I mean, but way back in the day, uh, right at the beginning, I was always chasing my tail. And I finally put a job ad, uh, it cost me $40, uh, a job ad in uh, what was then called Monster would now be probably Seek. But uh, I got, I couldn't decide between the two applicants. And I ended up um, and this was for just, uh, I shouldn't say just, but it was a product coordinator role, which is somebody to load the experiences onto the website and make sure that the details were correct. And um, I couldn't choose. And anyway, I ended up 
choosing two people. And for the first time, I had capacity to get on the front foot and work on growth rather than reacting. And one of those people had a wonderful strength in PR um, and comms and the other, and she was with us for three years. And then when she left the business, she ended up creating an experienced supply for us, a a wonderful experience in astrology. Um, And we're still great friends. And the other one is Gemma Fastnidge, who is the, who's still with me after 18 years and the chief operating officer of the Big Red Group. And she's had a stellar and incredible experience uh, and an incredible career. So I I would argue your first thing is to find a, the sort of skill sets, talents, but the values. Somebody is as passionate about fabulous shoes that have a functional role as you do and then really find that person who's prepared to grow with you and um and have a shared sense of purpose and a shared sense of values that's what you can't teach but they don't have to be full-time but you you if you you will never know unless you give it a crack and that's the thing about business so following on from that do you offer a percentage of the business so that they have invested, you know, heart and soul into it or are they uh, outsourced? Um, I noticed Vern Harnish has brought out a book, uh, Scale Up, called Compensation and it's probably worth a read. I haven't yet read it but I've seen it's come out. But the the challenging thing is that um, to give a small option scheme, especially in Australia, it's – unless there's an exit event, they can't actually do anything with it. And so um, so therefore, it's not very liquid. Um, I And at risk compensation, if you look at Dan Pinksworth, they can often limit people from taking risks. So, uh, and that is, they only do what they know there's going to get an outcome, not trying new things because they don't want to risk it. So I am a big believer in the surprise and delight bonus, which is, oh, I can't believe it. Look what we've done. We won that big account. Let's just surprise and delight. And so be generous, but also it, you don't set yourself up a rod for your back. Um, and that's different for different size organisations, but particularly for the first person. Um, and ultimately, for all you know, you might become partners. You might They might do a management buy-in. They might want to participate in the business. So I'd keep it very broad early on. Yes, I did have a business partner before, which I really appreciated and very grateful for a lot of things. But at the end of the day, they didn't understand the business like I understand the business. So, yeah, it's, it's difficult to find that person. Um, mm. It'll probably come from your customer base, somebody who gets the product, who really understands what you're trying to achieve and has your shared sense of passion for it. But don't, don't uh, you know, I, I, as you know, in that book, Ready to Soar, I also say just don't turn to your best friend. Just don't turn to your husband. Look for the skill sets that you are missing and seek them and seek somebody who, who is going to add what you can't add. Mm. 
<laughs> Easier said than done, but yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's writing down, yeah, what I need. But I think that's half the thing too. I'm not quite sure what I need. So I'll... Um... Got to sit there, contemplate. Feel when you're not comfortable. Observe your energy. Observe when you're in flow and observe, observe when you're, getting, you're procrastinating. You're not, you're not getting stuff done. What's missing here? What is causing you angst? Okay, so I've got a luxury product and it's proven uh, to be uh, loved by both airline cabin crew. Um, It's been stated the best cabin crew shoes ever and corporate women the most comfortable shoes on this planet. Um, But I do need to scale the business. So uh, what would you consider the best way to capture more of the target audience um, to grow Louise in? Yeah, look, finding, finding customers is always a challenge uh, cost effectively and also getting those um, repeat customers you know people to come back and buy more and more and more and they are relatively bespoke your product so um, in terms of finding customers uh, it's a for me it's about creating relationship or showroom opportunities so that people can see and feel the product and but creating a party plan program or business can be really challenging. So who else is already in that space? Who can you partner with? Who who is already speaking to the customers that you want to talk to? And then look at how you can partner with them. Um, having a wholesale opportunity, as you know, is, is carrying a lot of stock. And carrying stock in every size and every colour is very, very expensive. So the more bespoke, you know, and um, order in advance, obviously, the better it is for the business. So I would have show events. I would, because once people touch and feel the quality of the product, they get that it's a luxury product and they, you know, they really... um, will wear them with such pride. So look for those moments of how you can participate. And that might be the sort of person that you actually want to come into your organisation as the person who's going to grow your partnerships and your distribution partnerships. And that might be the one thing that isn't your strength, but you really want somebody to do it. And that might be somebody who has worked in party plans before or understands it or has connections into potential partnerships. Mm. Very good thought. You've already got my my mind uh, <laughs> buzzing here because I actually know someone that I might be able to contact in that field. So, um, so um, well, I thought I'd ask something more about you because what's really uh, fascinated me during COVID, Naomi, is your painting, and that yeah, amazing. Now, is this something that's um, you know something from your youth that you've rediscovered or is this just something you you know COVID creative no I've I've finally just put it in the public domain I've been painting for years and years in fact I wanted to be an artist but um, most people know that story but my mother encouraged me to go to university and forever I'm grateful because I'm very much a Sunday painter but I think what's important is you know we work so hard in our businesses and it's 24-7 and anybody who says that they're going into business to get work-life balance that's just not 
going to happen. So for me, um, it's about having a creative outlet that is a complete counterbalance to a very busy um, and productive entrepreneurial career. And, you know, especially in the startup phase or the phase that you're at when you're doing everything, this is not a 40 hour a week job. There's no turning off. There's always something else to do and you never get to the end of your inbox. And what I found is for too many years, everything in my life was a stressor. And that means that this, I, I was running half marathons, I was pumping at the gym and I was doing everything when actually I needed a counterbalance. And so the counterbalance for me was learning yoga, meditation, creativity. And so whilst I've always painted, I might have done one or two things a year over the last 40 years. And with um, COVID, I had more capacity um, to, to have free space and free breathing time and it is just as important for a founder for an entrepreneur to be able to breathe think contemplate and and just be because you never know what will pop into your head when you're allowing space for that to happen now I know you do have a sense of humor so I've got a final question for you (laughs) um and I know you're extremely happy with Stu as well, Stuart. Uh, who of the sharks on Shark Tank would you date, marry, or shall we say throw off a cliff or divorce? <laughs> I'd marry Janine. She's the only marrying one as far as I'm concerned. I adore her. Um, and she's recently moved to Sydney, so we've got to know each other really quite well. Um, but, you know, actually we're like siblings and, you you know, you can't really say you've got a favourite sibling. Uh, and even Steve and I, you know, Steve is gorgeous. He calls me, checks in, uh, sees how I'm going. They're all really uh, fabulous human beings. And I guess that's what created the show was whilst we were like kids uh, fighting over our toys, we have a deep respect and what the show does um, demonstrate is there's not one way to business. So I have an approach. Everybody else has a different approach. So, you know, this is just from my experience. There is not one way to grow, develop or have a successful business. And I think that's one of the gorgeous things in the show. Thank you, Louise, for taking the time. Thank you for introducing a wonderful 10,000 Steps in Heels product. Um, You know, we looked at your uh, single proposition. What is your key selling point? We looked at where do you find customers? We looked at how do I get somebody to help me scale this business? Who, when and why? And we also looked at balance. Balance for entrepreneurs is very, very challenging. We work the whole time, but how do we still our brain? So thank you so much for bringing those questions to me. I know it's onward and upward and there'll be many, many more great, uh, great stories coming from Louise M. So congratulations on your business. And remember to anybody listening, do review, rate and please refer this to any other business owner or somebody who's starting a business because we do want to share these fabulous stories of Australian business. Thank you. Thanks so much.